whether we're talking about business, wellness, travel, or relationships. I've always thought age is just a number. Welcome to Ageless with me, Cynthia Raleigh, and my daughter, Kit Keenan. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Ageless. We missed you guys so, so, so much. We have been so busy for the past few weeks. There's a lot of life updates to cover. so much going on. You did an insane performance in Marfa. I feel like we didn't talk about it, and I need to hear all the details. it, it, It sounds like I actually performed, which I didn't, but I had the idea, and it was really more of like um, an art performance. And the Marfa Invitational asked me to do, would I be interested in doing something there? And I just like immediately had this whole vision in my head of 20 West Texas cowgirls all dressed in hot pink rhinestones and shiny fabric and tulle riding around into the closing dinner and just galloping in and stirring up dust at sunset, and then riding off, tossing their hats and riding off into the sunset. And it was pretty epic. It was really, the girls were amazing. There's, there were mothers and daughters. There was a 12-year-old girl. There was, it was every age, size, everything, all just amazing athletes. People said that some people said they cried. I don't know. It was, it was a really moving experience. And I feel very grateful that I was given the opportunity to do that. We made a very cool video. It was sick. Anyone who knows my mom's career knows that like, she doesn't love the just like classic runway. And I mean, growing up, I feel like you did that a little bit more. And then for like probably the past 10 years, I feel like you haven't really done just like a classic runway in I'm so just long. Like off the rails with any idea. And well, I think, and this is gonna, we're gonna cover this in this episode. I think it was because I was a little bit scared. I felt like an outsider in the fashion world, and even after years. And I was kind of afraid of what people would think. And now, I'm not afraid of what people think. It's also like part of it is also because it's great to have something that's super memorable because I think part of fashion is like shock value now a little bit. Like even like think about the Tom Brown show. Everyone was talking about it and it was a classic runway, but it was so much more of a performance piece. You know? Well, I think there's two ways to think about a runway show. You can think about it as you're going to make crazy ass clothes that are going to shock people and you send them out one by one on a runway and people are just blown away by these things they've never seen before. But I also run a business. So my philosophy is a little bit more of like make really special, really cool clothes but present it in a really epic, entertaining, never seen before kind of way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And a little bit dangerous too. Yeah. 
It's, I mean, it's all about like your brand is so much about adventure. So it makes sense that you would do more like performancey type pieces like that. But I think definitely like the whole fashion industry is kind of moving towards like that shock value thing. And when you think about like, I watched the Alexander McQueen documentary for one of my fashion classes in college. And I remember like he was really such a pioneer of that, like really mixing like performance art with fashion. And I always thought that was really cool. So anyone who hasn't seen the video of the Marfa performance, definitely go look at that because it was sick and very CR. I mean, it wasn't as dangerous as having models kick through a 10-foot pane of candy glass, Hollywood candy glass, or as dangerous as the 12-foot high pop-up book that opened up and fell to the ground and people, the girls stomped out over it. So I have done some kind of crazy things throughout the years. So yeah. Keep and watching. Yeah. They'll, they'll no, always not be slowing more. down. No. Also speaking of performance pieces, I, my 23rd birthday was this weekend and it was a time my mom had an entire surprise me with an entire cheer squad coming to <laughs> hotel Chelsea, which is the newly reopened Chelsea Hotel. And so beautiful. it's so, so beautiful. It's like the owners of Waverly Inn and the Jane took it over and it is stunning inside. And there's only been like one other event there. My mom went for a birthday and then we kind of got the idea that maybe I should do my birthday there. And it was perfect. But at one point in the night, everyone's chatting, hanging out. And suddenly, like, the music just comes on and probably, like, 20 cheerleaders run in in their uniforms with their pom-poms and are, like, chanting for me, happy birthday, K-I-T, like, spelling it out. It was... Oh, let's go. Yeah, it was so funny and just, like, so my mom and also very memorable. I feel like recently, honestly, like in the New York City influencer scene, like I almost feel like all of our birthdays this past year have been like us like stepping out. Like everyone has been doing these big birthdays. And so I felt like mine was very unique to me. And well, it was a school theme. That's why the cheerleaders made sense. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Because my birthday this year was kind of like a mix between my graduation party and my birthday. But it was great seeing everyone. Like I was just, I felt so loved. And that's really like at the end of the day, all that I want to feel on my birthday. So I was just like happy to see everyone. And I felt like so, so happy and so loved. But also like if anyone relates to this, I am so happy my birthday is over. Like the pressure around your birthday, because like realistically at the end of the day, you want to feel loved, number one. And number two, you want everyone else to be having fun. So like that was my main stress of the entire weekend. I was just like, oh my gosh, I need, I just need everyone to have fun. And that's all I care about. So I, I hope everyone had fun. Everyone has been telling me they had fun. So that's all I care about. But I'm, I'm kind of relieved it's over, honestly. And it was the cheerleaders were iconic. My cake was a Chanel bag. It was very, <laughs> it was very me, which I loved. But it was kind of, it was like a mix between my birthday and graduation because 
on Wednesday and Thursday of the this past week were both of my graduations. So Wednesday was the all-school commencement for NYU at Yankee Stadium. It was huge. So every single school at NYU, like, gathered together at Yankee Stadium. Plus two years of classes, right? Was it- No, no. It was just 2022. And then the, like, the older years went and did the commencement during the evening. So then on Thursday was my specific school, Gallatin, which if I haven't, I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast, but Gallatin is NYU School of Individualized Study. So basically everyone like creates their own major based on classes they take at different schools at NYU. So mine was fashion business. And so I took a lot of classes at Stern, which is NYU's business school, and then a lot of classes at Gallatin, which were more like fashion focused. And I kind of like combined those to create my own major. But, and for me, I feel like I could have gone to a regular business school and studied that. But like there are kids at Gallatin that literally are studying like mindfulness and media or like other types of majors that you couldn't get at any other college. So that was really cool. So then that was my graduation on Thursday. And that was when I like, it was smaller, just Gallatin students. That was when I walked across the stage, got my diploma, all of that. And it just feels so good to like have that closure because I've been class, I've been done with classes since last summer. And it's nice to just like have that closure. I'm done with college. It was such an emotional week just because I feel like I don't know. Like I've been through so much over the past like two years. And I guess like when I entered college, I was such a different person than I am now. And just like finally closing that chapter was so emotional. So I felt like I'd been like holding on to that. And now it feels really good to like, okay, this feels like a new like energy in my life, which is really nice. Grown up. Yeah, I'm really a grown up. Um <laughs> But I also, like, I've been doing social media and working, like, pretty much all through college for, like, since my freshman year of college. So it's, like, not that much is changing. Like, it's not like I'm, like, entering and I'm, like, so lost and I don't know what I'm doing with my career or anything. But it is, like, it does feel like I'm losing, like, part of my childhood. I don't know. But it was it was amazing to to do that and, like, have that ceremony. And on Wednesday at the all school commencement, Taylor Swift spoke. And it was so crazy because when she came out, I accidentally was sitting in the Tish section instead of the Gallatin section because, of course, I got there a little bit late, fashionably late, of course. (laughs) And I was sitting with all the Tish kids, which is like the music and performing arts and film and all of that. So, like, when Taylor Swift came out and she was like walking around Yankee Stadium, the Tish students were freaking out. Like everyone else was obviously excited. It's Taylor Swift. Everyone knows who that is, you know? But the Tish students were like, everyone in that section was standing up, cheering, taking videos. Like it was such a moment. So I was very, I was honestly very happy to be sitting there. I also like, randomly, by the way, guys, I've only been on like dates with two people at all of NYU accidentally sat next to the one, (laughs) one of the two in like Yankee stadium with 
thousands and thousands of people. 50,000 people or something. Yeah, an insane <laughs> amount, insane amount. Of course, randomly. And he wasn't in the same section as his school either. He just like accidentally ended up there. <laughs> I was like, I can't deal with this right now. So, so she comes out. She gives this like wonderful speech. Um, Margot Oshry, if you guys know her, you definitely do. You definitely follow her. She is the biggest Taylor Swift fan ever. So during the entire speech, she's texting me like, is she leaving any Easter eggs? And I'm like, I don't know, Margo, because I don't know. Like, I wouldn't know if she was leaving Easter eggs because I don't follow her like that closely. But I thought the speech was empowering, super cute. I thought she like played it like pretty safe. And it was just like a good, positive feeling. But she... One of the songs that was playing in the car ride to Yankee Stadium, which my mom and I were freaking out about, was Shake It Off. And she was, like, her whole speech also, part of her speech was about, like, Haters gonna hate. Haters gonna hate, kind of. And, like, shaking it off and moving on and, like, owning your insecurities or like your vulnerabilities, I guess. And just standing up to it, you know, like like the idea that, you know, you can't let things bother you is sounds great. And, you know, people say that all the time, but it really takes work, I think, to really practice that, Mm -hmm. you know, all the wisdom that we hear about you know, the famous Eleanor Roosevelt quote that no one can make you feel bad about yourself without your permission or, you know, there's a ton of these quotes, Mm -hmm. but then practicing that wisdom is another story. Yeah. So I was doing a little Q and A last week and somebody asked me how to stop worrying about what other people think about you. And again, there's so many quotes and so many like little pieces of knowledge that you can take away and try to practice. But unless you're like actively doing that, I don't think it's possible to just not care about what anyone thinks about you. And I was watching this TikTok. This girl came up on my For You page and she was like, somebody had asked her, what do you think makes an it girl? And she was like, I think when you think about all it girls, like right now, the trend is like the clean girl aesthetic, like super smooth, like beautiful glowing skin and like matching workout sets and green juice and all of that. And she was saying that in actuality, when we think about all of the it girls of the past, it's just people who actually don't care about what other people think about them. And she was like, I try to practice that attitude. And I think that is like not caring what other people think. It's an amazing thought to have and like an amazing goal to have, but it's also kind of dismissive almost because it's like, obviously you're going to care about what other people think about you. Okay. My, the way I think about this idea is that I think about all my flaws and there are plenty, very many. And I know what my flaws are and I accept them. Mm-hmm. I don't accept all of them. You know, some of them I'm fighting and struggling mm-hmm. <laughs> with and trying to do better. But there are a lot of things like, I'm just like, yep, that's the way it is, you know? And 
I think accepting your flaws is almost like you've outsmarted the haters because yeah. you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, y- you think that? Well, it's true. Like there's there's also this is one of my favorite quotes ever. Dita Von Teese, Somebody came up to her and said, you're so famous. I, I don't understand it. And you're not even that pretty. And she goes, I know. Isn't it amazing? <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, it's so good. I mean, I think like I've been thinking about this a lot recently because I've been self-destructively reading Reddit and there's like several Reddit chains and I don't want you guys to go read them because it's just like very mean, but several Reddit train chains about like me and a lot of the people that I surround myself with in New York that also do social media. And of course, because we put ourselves online and put our lives online, like people feel comfortable hating on us, I guess. And I think like there are several things that people either say on Reddit or like comment on my TikTok or my send me in my DMs. And I feel like there are a few that really get to me and a few that are said so often that I just like, I accept them. Like when I think about it, one that people say to me all the time is you're so privileged, like check your privilege. And I feel like I accept that about myself. I've been given so many amazing things in my life and I understand that. And I try to accept that fact about me and also still be like cognizant of the world around me and like read the room a little bit. And then the other thing that I feel like people say, well, that I saw people writing about me is like, oh, she doesn't know how to cook. Like how can she claim this energy? And like, how can she be posting this stuff? Like she clearly has no clue what she's doing. Oh my God. I'm going to <laughs> I haven't told my mom any of this. Um, Are you kidding me? I'm going to go after that. And that one, like, that one, the first one, check your privilege, I feel like doesn't get to me as much because I do understand that I am very privileged and I've been given so much in my life. And so that's kind of not a flaw, but, like, something about me that I accept. Whereas... The second comment about like me not knowing how to cook and how I shouldn't be posting recipes because I don't know how to cook, that one gets to me way more because I am insecure about that. Like I am insecure about the fact that I have made part of my brand about posting recipes and how I'm not like professionally trained. And I remember like getting DMs about that when I first started posting recipes and like, 2017. And it like definitely has gotten to me. And there have been times where I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to like literally go to France and like, (laughs) like a train under like some special chef and learn how to do all of these techniques and stuff. But it makes me just think about how like the really realistically, the comments that get to you are the ones that you are insecure about. So if you work, I think that's true, but also it's the ones like there, there's a reality to some comments and you, that's, those are the ones you have to accept. But when something is subjective, as subjective as like, 
people could say I have no talent for making, you know, designing clothes. People could say I'm a bad artist. People could say, but, and cooking falls into that category. It's very subjective. Yeah. I think when something is subjective, it's easy to say to yourself, wait, but I am, I am a good cook or I am a good artist or I am a good, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's easier to say, oh my gosh, maybe I'm bad. Maybe I am a bad cook. Maybe I am a bad artist. Because it's subjective. Yeah. And so I guess that just made me like, it made me question myself. And also it was like the first time in a while that I was really worrying about what other people were thinking about me. Because I feel like I'm at a point in my life right now where like, in terms of growing up in the fashion industry, I feel like I was very young when I realized like how I look and how my appearance like could be judged by other people. And I feel like I'm at a point now where like, I know how I look, my appearance. I don't care as much what other people like are judging about my appearance. It just doesn't really, because I accept, I guess how I look, you know? So it's just not something that like, I'm worried about what other people think about me. But now This was like the first time in a while where I was like, oh, my talent is being questioned. And now it's like more of a core thing to me and something that I love that people are hating on. And that is like when it really, I was like, whoa, what am I doing? Like, should I just quit? You know? And I think that's like when I really had to check myself and be like, okay, how do I actually stop caring what other people think? Because I'm doing it right now and I haven't done it in a while. Well, you know what they say about being a prisoner of other people's approval. Yeah. That you you can't make yourself a prisoner. And the more you accept who you are mm-hmm. and throw those ideas of what, you know, throw that thinking away is when I think you can find true happiness. I also just think like you have to surround yourself not with yes men, but with real loving friends Mm -hmm. and people you trust and people who will tell you the truth. Mm -hmm. Who will, who, who will call you out when you need to be called out? Like, I, I mean, I have people in my life, like I was posting basically, I'm just doing this example of the recipe stuff because it's like most prevalent right now. But like, I'd been posting my long form recipes on Instagram for a while. And I remember like Chelsea called me out a few weeks ago and she was like, dude, you need to start posting on reels because like no one's seeing your videos and you need to start posting them on reels. So I was like, okay, I'm going to start posting them on reels. And then I asked everyone on my Instagram, like, do you like the reels better? And everyone was like, yeah, we kind of like the reels better. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to stick with that. And if everyone around me was just a yes man and was just like, oh my God, I love what you're doing so much, you yeah. know, then I wouldn't ever improve. And so I think you need, you definitely need to have people in your life who are going to call you out and, and like tell you when you need to change something or what you could improve on. And I think that's like where the attitude of being an it girl or like, stop caring about what other people think is dismissive because you need to look at the people in your life who you do care about what they think about you, you know, like prioritize those people. Because when I look around and I'm like, 
oh, there's actually like a huge community of people online and that I meet in person. I meet you guys in person all the time that are like, I love your cooking videos. And sometimes they'll say that I love your cooking videos, but could you post them on reels? Or like, could you like stop talking so much in them? Or could you talk a little bit more and share about your life in them? You know, like those are the people that I care about and the people that are close to me in my life. I care about what they think. So I'm not going to be dismissive of that and just say like, F that. I don't care about what anybody thinks about me because that is too reductive. Right. It's impossible. Mm -hmm. Anyway, one thing I would say a little bit of life experience in this way is just celebrate the little positives and that makes all the negatives seem not as important. But more importantly, just keep doing what you believe in. If it's cooking, Mm -hmm. just keep doing it. Mm -hmm. Even when when there's haters, you just do it even more. Mm -hmm. Like just keep going, keep going, keep going. I I like that attitude. But at the same time, like if it's not working out, you got to stop, you know? Like I think there is a point where it's like you need to take – into account what people are saying about you. Like, okay, let's give a, let's give a real, don't stop, just get better. Let's give more, let's give like more of a sort of reductive too. Let's give more of a real life example, like off social media. Okay. Let's say you are, you know, the friend that always wears their hair in a side part. And you're like worried about people talking about you behind your back because you always wear your hair in a side part and it's chuggy now and you need to stop and whatever. And people have said that to you, but you're like, no, I always am going to wear my hair in a side part. But then at a certain point, like once it's affecting you and like everyone is saying it, don't you have to take that advice into, into account? I I know this is about you guys teasing me that I wear my (laughs) hair in a side part sometimes. (laughs) Are you trying to tell me something right now? I mean, try it. Yeah, Yeah. try it. Be open, be open and try it. But I just think it's a really, I think a better practice or a different way to think about this is that think about not criticizing other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a And let the karma come back to you. Yeah. I think the the less you judge other people, There's a quote about this. Whoever judges others digs a pit for themselves. And that's a quote from the Buddha. And I I just feel like that is, that's definitely part of it. Because if you find yourself constantly judging other people, you're going to be thinking about like other people judging you, even if they're not, you know, like you're going to be creating in your head that other people are judging you because you're so judgmental. Well, I think every every uh, religion, every mm-hmm. meditation practice, like that, it's always think about others the way you want them to think about you. Mm-hmm. And I, I would just also say that, like, if you really tried to please everyone and like appease every other person's opinion about you, you would be a blank slate. Yeah, so con- it would be so confusing. First of all, yeah, I mean. I've had sleepless nights mm-hmm. when I'm like, oh, did I say something that I shouldn't have said? You know, did I do something I shouldn't have, you know, 
it, that's me every Sunday <laughs> yeah. with my anxiety. <laughs> I mean, that's that's inevitable. But I think the self love and acceptance has to shine through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you need to you need to take into account if you're like making the same mistake over and over and over again and people that you love in your life are advising you to do something differently and you're not. That's when you should maybe try to take some advice, some good advice from people who love you. But at the end of the day, like if you were trying to appease everyone, you would be nothing. Like you would actually be you would be a blank slate because it would be the only thing that people couldn't criticize. So what do you tell yourself when like if you have negative comments or mm-hmm. you have ne- like if you feel bad about something if you're really getting hated on like I've had some real low moments where I'm like oh my god that was the dumbest thing I've ever done mm-hmm. you know and what do you tell what do you tell yourself Well, my favorite quote on this is, if I wouldn't invite someone into my house, I shouldn't let them into my head. And I think this is just, this just like encapsulates everything we've been talking about. Because when you think about it, it's like, if you would, if you would invite someone into your house, when you think about your friends and your family and your loved ones, if you would invite them into your house, Maybe you should take their advice sometimes when you keep making the same mistakes over and over again. But if it's just like a random person you see in class or you're at your coffee shop or at the club or whatever, like that type of opinion and negative energy from a stranger is just not warranted because they don't know the full picture. Okay. Here's another way to think about this. Here's another thought on this. I think you shouldn't expect people to be adoring you and complimenting you. You should just be like, then your your expectations aren't, you're never let down. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just, if you can be confident in your shortcomings or flaws and whatever, then when you do get a compliment, it's so you're you're I, I mean, for me, I'm so gr- grateful. I can't believe it. Like if I had, you know, like construction workers, I'm kind of like, thank you. You know, <laughs> someone comments. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Not really. But no, I mean, I think I think if you kind of keep up, you have your, you know, your baseline of confidence with positive and negative, then you appreciate the positive more. And the negative doesn't bother you as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, you need to realize that you are like a prisoner of other people's judgments if you let them affect you constantly. And it's your choice whether or not you want to take those judgments into account. So it's not about disregarding everyone's judgments of you. It's about deciding which ones are helpful to you and which ones are simply like hurtful and just like not going to change your life for the better, you know? Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to discern which is which though. Yeah. And I have a tendency to deny, defy, and sugarcoat and not pay attention to any of them. And I think maybe that's not the healthiest way to grow either as a person. 
Well, you want to hear my favorite uh, line from a commencement speech this this year? Yeah. Maria Shriver, who's been through a lot, gave the commencement speech at uh, University of Michigan, and she closed her speech with the line, I'm almost going to get a little choked up, walk through the gates of hell like you own the place. I love that. I love that. (laughs) All right. Well, I hope you guys loved this little episode. It was quite chatty. We just wanted to do a little update and talk about comparison and haters, I guess, because I feel like it's been coming up a lot for me recently. And whether you're on social media or you don't post ever and you don't share your life on social media and don't invite like random people into it, you definitely struggle with this because I've been struggling with comparison and judgment from others and how to deal with that since I feel like I was in elementary school. So we all deal with this and we're all like constantly thinking about the judgment of others, but I guess it's just like an opportunity to think about the people in your life that you care about their judgment and then the people that literally do not matter. And those opinions should not affect you or make you change yourself or make you feel like you need to like lessen yourself or make yourself smaller for the opinions of people that you don't love or care about and don't love and care about you. So I love you guys so much. So let us know about your thoughts on this episode. And we love you guys so much. Thanks for listening to this little catch up. And we will be back to regularly scheduled programming in the coming weeks. Yeah. So love you guys and see you next week. Hope you guys love this episode. And thanks so much to Ginny Media for our audio production. All right. So I'm so happy that you guys got to listen to our stories today. As always, you can follow us on social media and keep up with our work and our crazy adventures. Then you can follow us on Instagram at Cynthia Rowley and at Kit Keenan. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 